0: Hi guys and welcome to The Purpose Project. I am your host, Emily Gigliotti. How are we doing? Happy Friday or whenever you are listening to this. I have missed you guys. I feel like I haven't done one, a solo episode in a minute um, or two. Uh, just a longer intro where we're chatting a bit and I'm giving you a few updates about me and what's going on and I promise in the next week or so, I will be putting out a solo episode. I was going to do a solo episode today. Um, I asked on Instagram what you guys wanted to hear this week. And the four options I put up, I'm not going to lie, it was like a complete tie. Well, it was a top tie between two of them and then literally like two vote difference tie between the second two. And I plan on doing... All of the ideas that I put on that poll on the Instagram. And if you want to follow the Instagram, it's at the Purpose Project Pod. Definitely should. I'm uploading on there a lot to give you guys insights on what's going on for the episodes and such. But anyways, I asked you guys what you wanted to hear. And the top two were today's episode on manifestation and an episode on lost friendships and I'm really excited to chat about both of those topics with you guys in an episode. So I was going to go with the losing friendships one for this week and record a solo episode just talking about my thoughts and experiences in losing friendships and kind of what it means. But I do have to be completely honest. I didn't feel completely com- prepared to talk about that. I recently, actually in the past week, lost a close friend of mine, not like death, but me and him decided to part ways. And I'm still kind of processing all of my emotions and thoughts behind it, which when I get into the episode, not today, but another time, I will talk about how you should take time to process your emotions and thoughts and kind of reflect on why a relationship maybe was lost or whatnot. But that is an episode for next week or the week after. But I will be doing that episode in the upcoming weeks. But... Today, we'll be chatting about manifestation, which is such a cool topic. And I have been wanting to dive more into manifestation over the past few months. And when I had this conversation with our guest today, Kristen Jenna, she is a manifestation empowerment and spirituality coach and she actually does it for her career and so she is a manifestation queen is how i describe it and everything that we talk about in today's episode is so cool because after we finished chatting um via zoom and like we ended the call and the recording i started to really think about how i looking at my life and how I am treating manifestation and how I am manifesting things in my own life. And I really took all the things that she talked about and like, I'm not kidding guys, 99% of the episode, I know you can't see because this is a podcast, but my mouth was dropped open the entire time we me, me and her were talking because I was just so surprised and so shocked by everything she was saying because everything made sense. And I want to give like a quick life update and kind of incorporate this in before we dive into today's episode. Because me and Kristen recorded this, I want to say, about three weeks ago. And I didn't feel it was right to upload it right away during the time um, in the state of the world. So I held off. But since then, and since the conversation, things have been happening, guys. Like I have been incorporating manifestation into my everyday life and incorporating gratitude and everything and things are happening. Let me tell you. So first and foremost, as you guys know, if you're regular listeners, um, I started a health and fitness coach and it's going to be going on week seven after this week, which is really exciting. I am feeling so freaking good. Not just physically, but mentally as well. And I'm finding my confidence again, which is honestly what I wanted through this whole process. I just wanted to figure out where I was missing confidence in that. But anyways, in the conversation today with Kristen, there's a point during the episode where she brings up how if you internally aren't 100% confident in something, it could be anything, it could be a career choice, it could be a new life decision, it could be a relationship, whatever it may be. If you aren't confident in it yourself, then the people around you won't understand or be confident in it either. And that completely makes sense. It's kind of the vibe you give out is what the universe is going to give back to you. And we dive into it. But I give the example of how when I started my fitness and health coach, It's not that my family wasn't supportive of me. It's just they didn't quite understand why I was doing it. And it was because I didn't completely understand or believe in myself or understand why I was doing it in the first place. And three weeks later... Um, today actually this happened I walked upstairs and I just had like such a killer week and I just feel so much better like seven days ago I feel like I wasn't completely there but I feel like I'm getting there now and I'm so excited and happy and confident and excited for what's coming and I walked upstairs today just my normal thing and my mom and sister looked at me and they were like you look good Like, you look really good. And I truly believe, guys, that that is because I'm truly believing it myself. And it's all through this manifestation thing. It's so freaking cool. And then another huge life update that's happening right now is I am apartment hunting to move back to Philly. And I'm so excited. Like, I can't even, I can't even begin to describe how excited I am. But So I'm recording this on Wednesday night and you guys will be listening to this on Friday. So tomorrow on Thursday, so it'll be yesterday for you guys. But tomorrow I will be going to um, Philly to tour a few apartments. And I was actually having a little bit of a panic attack um, in the earlier week because I couldn't find anything on Zillow or apartments.com that was in my budget, in the area that I wanted, had the amenities that I wanted, and I was afraid I was going to have to spend too much money. And who knows? Maybe I still will. But I was talking about it, talking about it, talking to my friends about it, talking to my mom about it out loud, just putting it out into the universe. And I was like, "I, Emily, don't get stressed about it. Just look, see what's going on, and check it out. So I kept searching, kept looking on um, Monday or Tuesday night. And I came across the perfect apartment, like perfect area, price range all the amenities I want, like everything. And it was kind of like too good to be true. So I was like, okay, usually what happens is you reach out to these people and like they don't contact you back. And I'm going to Philly in two days. So like I really need to hear something back soon. So I sent an email out and I'm sitting there talking to my mom about options. And literally five minutes after I submit the email, I get a phone call. And I pick up the phone and they're like, hi, is this Emily? I'm calling in regards to apartment, yada, yada, yada. And it was the apartment I just submitted for five minutes ago. The one that fit all my, my criteria. And so we're talking and he's like, yeah, you could come tour on Thursday. I do have a few people looking at it, but come down. And if you're interested, we can see what we can do. And so... I am going to look at it tomorrow and I'm telling you right now, guys, I'm putting out into the world. It's going to be there waiting for me. It's going to be perfect. And I am going to put money down on it. If I fall in love with it, like, I'm so amped. I keep looking back on the 10 photos that are available to look at it. And I'm just like, like I had a dream last night and I was like imagining myself moving in to this area of the city and just living my best life, even though the city is not fully functional right now, but just living my best life and just like decorating my apartment. And oh, oh my God, I could go all into this. And that was another episode that you guys wanted to hear was apartment hunting and house decorating tips, which... If this happens, I'll give you guys an update next week. But if this happens, that episode will be coming at you hot and it's going to be great. I'm so excited. So who knows? Maybe I'll give you guys an update on the Instagram on Friday (laughs) because I will have toured it as of Friday. So yeah, that's a little bit of what's going on right now with me. Um, School doesn't start for another two months, so I'm kind of just hanging out. Um, Just trying to learn skills, focus on the podcast, all that jazz. Um, But yeah, this manifestation lifestyle is something that I think you all are going to, if you aren't into it yet, are going to learn so much just from this one hour episode. Kristen is such a light and she's so knowledgeable on the things that she is preaching and she literally has proof of it in her day-to-day life like all the things she has manifested and she has built this empire for herself she also has a podcast where she talks all about it and I we'll leave it down in the descriptions. It's called Pursuit of Bliss. And she talks about manifestation and mindset and everything about that. So I highly recommend checking out her podcast as well. But I want to get into this episode because you guys, your mouths will be dropped open just like mine because dots were connecting the entire episode. I'm not kidding. I'm just, I'm so floored and I'm so excited for you guys to hear this episode. Without further ado, let's dive right into the episode. Enjoy, guys, and I'll chat with you afterwards. Welcome back to The Purpose Project. And today I have an absolutely amazing guest here. Her name is Kristen and she is a manifestation queen. So I'm going to have her introduce herself. Hi, Kristen. How are you? Thank you so much for being here.
1: I'm good. Thank you. What an introduction. I love that (laughs) manifestation queen. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm really excited.
0: Awesome. Well, go ahead and start us off by giving a little bit of introduction about who you are and what you're doing in life right now. What's it all about?
1: Yeah, sure. So my name is Kristen Jenna and I'm a manifestation coach and I've been uh, kind of doing what I've been doing for about a year now. So um, I guess a little brief overview of my journey. The past, um, you know, about a year ago, I was still working in a corporate job. I was living paycheck to paycheck, sharing a bedroom in a tiny apartment in downtown Colorado, and I kind of just got to a point in my life where I was like, I can't freaking do this anymore. Like, I'm not happy. I can't live my life like this, and manifestation fell into my lap a couple years ago, and I started taking it really seriously and, you know, studying it like crazy, waking up at like 4.45 in the morning to study it, and it started to change my life, so in the past year, I basically manifested everything on my vision board and, you know, the money, the travel, the confidence, all of it. And now I spend all of my time teaching other people to do the same thing, Um, you know, because I know what it feels like to feel stuck and not know how to get where you want to go and to kind of like, just like feel like your dreams are right there, but you can't quite reach them. And so now I try to help just as many people as possible do what I've done and start to apply manifestation to their lives to really create and design any kind of life that they want because each and every one of us is so worthy of whatever kind of life we desire.
0: I absolutely love that. And I think it's so cool how you turned it into your lifestyle and your career in general. So now it's literally all you do, which is so cool. Uh, I really want to dive into that in a moment, like how you got into manifestation. But first on the Purpose Project, we like to do a podcast, a podcast, wow, a segment called What's Your Purpose Currently. So it's basically looking forward into the upcoming week, something you either want to manifest or some goals that you have moving into the forward of the week. So do you have anything in mind?
1: Yeah. So my larger purpose, uh, I always believe for me is to awaken as many people as possible to their own power. And I guess in the next week specifically, or in the next couple of weeks, my goal that I want to manifest is making this process easier and easier, like making it more of like a flow. So I can like relax into it, right? Instead of forcing things or um, you know, whatever it might be. So that's, I guess um, the smaller version of my purpose for the next two weeks is how can this be easier? How can this be easier?
0: <laughs> I think that's something that I'm always searching for too. I mean, I feel like during quarantine in general, we were all forcing things so much too. And now that we're what, like three, four months in, woof. Um, <laughs> it's, it's trying to start to make things easier. So I love that. Um, so let's start the conversation. Tell us, you into, dove into a little bit in that previous moment, but- how did you get into manifestation and how did you find out about it? Like all of it, you're coaching, you have a podcast, like just your lifestyle. How did it come to be that you wanted to dive into this lifestyle?
1: Right. So I, you know, my, what I like to call my spiritual awakening when I like, kind of like woke up to like, whoa, there's another side of reality. Um, you know, the side of reality that we can't see with our physical eyes, right? Like that's, there's a whole nother side of reality that I didn't even know about. And I kind of like woke up to that probably about three years ago when I was, I was working at a hostel in Mexico and, um, there was another man working at the hostel and he actually gave me the book, a new earth by Eckhart Tolle. And he also taught me to meditate in the same day. And that day changed my entire life. I read that book probably three times in the next three days and that was the beginning of, well, first of all, the book's not about manifestation specifically, but it kind of explains uh, a lot about consciousness and, and the what reality really is. And that was the understanding I needed to be able to believe that manifestation could, could work. Because before that, I was the kind of person who was like, oh, like that stuff is so woo woo and crazy, like law of attraction. No, thank you. Like take that somewhere else. And that was me for most of my life until a few years ago when I I kind of opened up to, whoa, there's so much more here. And I started meditating, having these really incredible experiences. And so it wasn't until probably a year and a half after that, that I really started to study manifestation specifically. Um, And it kind of just fell into my lap. I just started seeing all the time on Instagram and Facebook and the books were showing up and it just was literally fell right into my lap. and. This was the point where I was working at that corporate job and feeling really, really miserable. And I was like, you know what? Like I've spent so many years saying this stuff is all just woo-woo crazy nonsense. Like what if I just gave it a try? Like nothing else has worked in my life so far. I've tried everything and nothing has worked. I'm still stuck where I am. So that's when I started to hire the coaches and take the courses and wake up at 445. And I was literally reading manifestation books every single day and listening to podcasts and everything I could possibly do. I was doing it. I had no social life at all. I was doing this on weekends. I was doing it on Friday nights. I was crazy about it. I was obsessed because I started to see results in my life. It was incredible to me. Like small manifestations were showing up. Remember the first time I manifested $200. dollars it was deposited in my bank account a couple days later. And that was the moment when I was like really a turning point. I was like, wow, this is incredible. Like, This actually <laughs> worked. There is something to oh this. Like, if I can manifest 200, I wonder if I can manifest 500. And then that turned into a thousand, turned into 5,000, turned into 10, 20, 30. It just went on from there. And so I I started kind of just sharing my journey on Instagram. I had a food Instagram at the time. And people started messaging me and asking me, how I was doing this and asked me to coach them and that's when I was like hmm like maybe maybe I should create something to like help people with this and that's when I switched my Instagram over to you know spirituality and manifestation and I started to create my academy and my podcast and it all kind of happened you know I guess organically because I never sat down and was like I want to be a manifestation coach it just kind of happened (laughs) like you said fell in your lap Yeah. yeah
0: That's crazy. So how long have you been doing your manifestation coaching?
1: Um, Almost exactly a year
0: now. Oh, awesome. That is so great. Um, So tell everyone who don't know exactly what manifestation is because I feel like, like you said, it was popping up on Instagram. It was Mm -hmm. just showing all these places. And I feel like sometimes people throw the word manifestation around without truly understanding the depth behind it and the power that it can Mm -hmm. like transform your life. Like you said, you were never searching to become a manifestation coach. It kind of just happens because you were internally manifesting it, whether you knew it or not. So if you can go in just a little bit, what are the basics behind manifestation and how can we start integrating it into our lives?
1: Yeah, of course. And so for me, my definition of manifestation is, well, first you have to have a base understanding of kind of like the nature of reality and realizing like I look at the world as almost like a hologram of our consciousness. And you know, you're know you attracting almost everything into your reality in each moment. But 95% of that is coming from our subconscious So all of our beliefs manifest into our reality. So your reality is a reflection of your belief system. However, 95% of that belief system is subconscious and 95% of that subconscious, whatever is programmed into your mind before the age of seven, usually even before the age of five. So as children, our entire subconscious mind is programmed with these beliefs, like I'm not good enough, blah, 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 blah. And suddenly we're adults and we want to make a million dollars or do all of these things. But we have these beliefs that say I'm not good enough or, you know, I have to work really hard to make money or money's hard to come by, whatever the beliefs are. So no matter what we do, we still attract a reality which reflects our beliefs that we haven't shifted. So that's kind of like an understanding of, you know, the nature of reality on a really general level. And manifestation is understanding this and understanding that you can consciously create any reality that you desire by taking control of your subconscious belief system, by taking control of your thought patterns and control of your energy, right? Because that is what is attracting your reality in every moment. So when you learn how to rewire and control those aspects of your, basically of your psyche, you can really like, for lack of a better word, manipulate your reality and manifest anything that you want literally in any amount of time. And it's just a matter of, um, you know, having that belief on that deep subconscious level.
0: So how does one dive into that subconscious mindset that we may not know that we have these sort of like traumas from our past or these mindsets? How do we even start to understand and kind of tap into that?
1: Oh, there's so many. Well, I would say the first thing, if you're brand new to manifestation before even tapping into the traumas or tapping into the belief systems, you need to have a base level of belief in manifestation, right? Because even if you're diving into this stuff, if you don't believe that it can happen for you, it, it it's not going to matter. And so I always say it's like a ladder of believability, right? We have to start small. So I would say start number one by just testing out manifestation and manifesting something small, like maybe like $10 or a cup of coffee or, you know, something like an apple, anything. I remember I manifested an apple once and one of my coworkers brought me an apple to work the next day. And I was like, this is crazy, you know? So start with the small thing to build your belief in like, this is actually possible for me. And when you do that, you know, because for example, manifesting an apple or $10, most likely you're not going to have a belief that's contradictory to that. You're not going to have a belief that says I'm not good enough to have an apple, right? So there's no resistance. So start with something where any belief systems or traumas that you might have wouldn't affect. Um, so start there. And my process for you know manifesting something small is, number one, setting that intention. Number two, you want to feel the feelings, right? So you want to feel that gratitude for the apple as if it's already yours. So how would you feel if... You know, your coworker walked over and handed you an apple or handed you a gift card for $10. What would those feelings be? What kind of gratitude would you be feeling? And how can you call in that gratitude now? Um, And then step three is letting it go, right? So what I usually do for small things is I'll write a thank you note to the universe, like uh, dear universe. Thank you so much for that $20 that came so unexpectedly. Like I am so grateful. Uh, And then I'll like take that note and I'll go put it away in a drawer that I don't look at um, you know, like totally let it go and then just enjoy the rest of my day. And, um, it always works. It's foolproof. Um, as long as you, as you follow those steps. Um, so if someone is trying to start manifestation, that is where I would start. Um, and then if that works for you and you're like, Oh, I like this, then we can dive into like, all right, what's actually under the surface. We can manifest the big things.
0: Okay. Um, that conversation you just had reminded me of an episode, one of your podcasts. So I listened back to like six or seven episodes. Cause I like, if you. if I will have everything linked below guys, go check out her podcast. It's absolutely wonderful. But in one of the episodes, you were talking about a bunch of things you've learned over the past year. And there was an example you gave where you were at a spa and you went to the spa and you were so looking forward to taking a dive into the pool at the end of the day. And then you got there and there wasn't any towels left and you were basically like, like, it's fine. It is what it is, like, all good. And like, you just let it go. And the universe gave back to you. And you one got a free day at the spa, and two got a towel at the end of the day. <laughs> so like, that is so cool. I just like I remember listening to you tell that story. And I was like, what? Like, that's insane. Because I don't think we realize that it's our attitude too towards the universe. And like you said, when you receive something, Saying back to the universe, like "thank you" or "like I understand" or "I get where
1: what this is happening," and then it gives back to you. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes, I love I love that you brought that up. I haven't thought about that day in in a while. That was magical because yeah, there were no towels, and literally this guy walked around the entire pool, and all the staff said there were no towels anywhere. And I was like, oh, whatever, you know, because I have this belief that life is always happening for me, no matter what. And so I was like, all right, well, there's no towels. Well, this is still going to play out for my highest good. Even if it's not fitting what I thought today was supposed to look like, I know there's something better coming and I just can't picture it yet. So I was like, all right, it's okay. I'm just going to enjoy the day anyway. And then, of course, he magically found a towel. He was like in shock, had no idea where it came from. Um, And I got a free day at the spa. And, you know, things like that happen all the time. And it's just a matter of controlling your energy. And so for me, I like to always say like my 3D reality, my external physical reality does not get to control my internal reality, does not get to control my thoughts, my beliefs, my energy, my thoughts, my beliefs, my energy are controlled by me, right? Because I know that no matter what's happening in my physical reality, I have control over what I continue to attract. So as long as I can control the internal reality, like when the towel didn't show up, I still believe this is happening for me. And I still felt good. And I still felt excited. And therefore, I manifested a good outcome. Um, And so that's also a big part. The primary part of manifestation is just being able to control your inner world. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I guess you'd say if people were starting to want to try to add manifestation into their lifestyle. They don't like, once they have that inner belief that manifestation is a thing you don't have to be like, Oh, I manifest this apple or I manifest $10 and you say that to yourself, as long as you have that attitude and that like internal consciousness, things are going to happen left and right. And the universe is going to give back to you. Would you agree with that? Yeah.
1: It's like synchronicities and miracles are, you know, synchronicities and miracles are a part of life, right? We should all be experiencing them. And the reason that a lot of us don't is because we we don't expect it, we don't believe in it, and we have beliefs and thoughts that are contrary to it, right? For example, in my life, synchronicities and miracles are, are a norm. I experience them all the time and now they're just normal and I expect them, right? And, and that's a part of what happens when you start to shift what's going on in here, right? What's going on in the internal world because your life will shift to match your internal world always 100% of the time. So yeah, that's absolutely true. And I still will manifest specific things, you know, like all I just manifested a specific kind of car and I'll, I'm always manifest specific places I want to stay when I travel and all kinds of things, you know, but it's like, you don't need to do that for every single aspect of your life. Once you start to shift your energy, life will just shift to start to even give you things that you would have never even thought to ask for right? Things that are even better than what you could have imagined.
0: And that's one reason why I just love this. It's a lifestyle and it's just, it changes your entire view on the world in general. Yeah. I want to dive into, uh, so you listeners understand that like relationships, money, career, mindset, and personal growth, all the differences and how we can manifest those areas of our life. So if we can start off with relationships, either it be like friendships or love or anything, how does man- manifestation and how can it affect those areas of our life?
1: Yeah, totally. Okay. So love, I love this topic. And I think a big misconception in manifestation is that you can just, you know, meditate all day or visualize or write a gratitude list and everything's going to fall through the ceiling. And that's why manifestation gets this like woo woo crazy reputation. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case, right? Uh, you know, otherwise the whole world would be living the lives of their dreams. If it was that easy. And so it really comes down to so much more than that. And um, when it comes to love, you have to look at each person as a reflection of you in some way. So, the big thing about attracting partnerships, romantic partnerships, friendships, business partnerships, whatever it is, is you're gonna re- you're going to attract people who are re- who are a reflection or reflect back to you the unhealed parts of you until you heal, love, or forgive those parts of you right? Because the universe is always going to give you people who are reflecting to you what needs to be healed. So if you intend to manifest like this incredible, you know, soulmate love, and this just like perfect relationship, but you still have a part of you that doesn't forgive a part of yourself, or that is judging a part of yourself, or that doesn't truly love yourself, you're going to attract someone that reflects that back to you. So you have the opportunity to heal it right? So it's an opportunity to learn a lesson to heal so that you can become that energetic match for what you actually want. So if you're continuing to manifest partners or relationships or whatever, the same toxic patterns, I used to do this all the time, I was always attracting people who weren't putting me first and like weren't respecting me and weren't giving me the time of day. And I realized I was doing that to myself. And it was a reflection of me. And you know, on another level, I, about, you know, six months ago, I kept attracting men who were drinking so much. And I was so confused because I look at people as a, as a reflection of me. I recognize that, but I hardly ever drink. And what I realized was there's a version of me from two years ago who used to drink and party all the time. And I was so ashamed of her and I was judging her and, I realized they were reflecting that version of me that I was judging and I was unwilling to forgive and love. And so when I did that work and I forgave her and I loved her and I totally accepted myself, all versions of myself, I stopped attracting men who had drinking problems. What? (laughs) Uh, So it's, and this is a really good way to look at relationships and not just what you want to manifest, but look at your past relationships. Look at the patterns. If you feel like you can't get out of a certain pattern, you have to ask yourself, you know, what? In what way could this potentially be a reflection of a part of me that I haven't forgiven, a part of me that I'm judging, a part of me that I'm not loving? Um, You know, there's a million different ways and only you can truly know that. But this, once again, is not easy work to do. It can be really triggering, right? Looking at someone who has some part of them that you don't like and having to say, how is this a reflection of me? It can be triggering. And this is, you know, this is the real work. This is the real manifestation work that most people don't want to do, (laughs) I that is, I you guys can't see it obviously because we're a podcast,
0: but my mouth was like dropped open the entire time. So I was like, <laughs> wait, is that why? <laughs> no, that's so interesting because I always try to tell myself and like talk to myself after like something doesn't work out with a guy or a friend or whoever it may be just kind of reflecting and being like what did I do in this situation but I feel like in the end I always end up pitying myself and I'm like no it was them like it's all them like it's not me I'm great whatever it may be but you're absolutely right in any sort of like breakup or situation that doesn't work we need to kind of reflect and think about what is going on that like is not clicking for me because mm-hmm. everything should be there and like everything should work well but It is. You're attracting what you're giving out into the universe. Always. So that is so interesting. Is it not just with um, romantic relationships, but is it very similar with friendships or even relationships in your family? Same thing?
1: Everything. Everything. Even, you know, for example, with my family on my spiritual journey, when I started – you know, what I'm doing about a year or two ago. Uh, they didn't get it. A lot of my friends didn't get it either. I lost friends over starting this this spiritual journey, friends who just thought I was like crazy and woo-woo. And I I there was some friends I didn't talk to for up to six months and my family was always supportive, but they didn't get it. They kinda thought it was crazy or would make fun of me. And, you know, what I realized was I wasn't fully accepting myself and I was terrified of being judged and I wasn't totally confident in my own beliefs, right? I was still not fully accepting myself for my own beliefs. I was judging myself as, you know, weird for believing these things. And when I realized that it was a journey, a long journey of probably at least a year of self acceptance and self love and like radical self love, and truly loving and accepting myself for all of my weird beliefs, because I'm like the weirdest person I know. Like, I literally like, I love talking about magic and fairies and dragons and all this crazy stuff. And it took me a long time to fully accept that part of me and not be ashamed anymore. And when I did that, it reflected in my relationships. My sisters were having spiritual awakenings and calling me about it, wanting to talk about it. Like my mom started becoming open and asking me questions about this stuff. Like my family stopped thinking it was weird. My friends who left, like literally came back asking me to support them on their spiritual journey. So it's like, it's the same thing. You know, I was totally judging myself, you know, mostly on like a deeply subconscious level, not even realizing I wasn't truly loving myself. And that was reflected in my relationships. And when I really went through the very difficult, very triggering journey of self-love and true acceptance, like radically, all of those relationships shifted to reflect that.
0: That is so interesting that you say that because, um, I'm about a month and a half into having a fitness and health coach. And it was a dive that I took for myself because I knew it was something that I wanted, but I was so scared of it. And I feel like when I first told my family, like they didn't get it. Like, of course they supported me, but they didn't truly understand what I was going through. So it might be the fact that I'm still not completely aware and like confident in my decision because I'm still working through it. So that is so interesting. And I know, like you said, it takes a very long time to get to that full, complete self love, like undeniable um, place. But it's interesting now I'm thinking back about it. Maybe it's just because that I'm not accepting myself completely that they can't see it either.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, I have seen miracles happen with people who thought they could never, you know, heal relationships with family or friends or whatever. I've seen miracles happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's obviously a lot of factors. We can't just say every, like everyone is 100% a reflection of you. There's other factors. And, um, but however, that is a huge part of it. And every single person that triggers you, there is something, there is some reflection, some lesson to be learned. Um, So, yeah, absolutely. That's a huge part of it. And just having that awareness, like that's the first step to transformation, just becoming aware of, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm not a victim in this. Like I have a I have a part of this. I have some control over this. And um, I can therefore look at myself, look at my beliefs and start to heal whatever this is a reflection of. And as long as you know that you're doing your part, uh, you know, then everything else is outside of your control. And as long as you're no longer attached to like needing those relationships to change on a certain timeline, most likely they will right on their own timeline. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I love that. And that's so perfect. And I never even thought about relationships that way. So I'm so glad we hit on that. But next, let's talk about money, because I feel like people manifest money All the time. Like it's the one thing that people want to focus on. And actually on your Instagram yesterday, you posted like a few slides of you chatting and talking about money and manifestation. And you were talking about how not like feeling subconsciously safe in your own financial place is Mm -hmm. not helping you get past that milestone. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because I thought that was so interesting.
1: Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't always bring up this specific topic about money, but it's so important. So what I was basically saying is, you know, oftentimes we want to manifest a new financial circumstance. We want to have more money, but to our subconscious mind, that new financial circumstance doesn't feel safe. So we need to make that new circumstance feel safer than our current circumstance. And And what happens for a lot of people is we feel safer where we are because we have beliefs that, you know, for example, some of mine were that, you know, to make more money, I need to work harder. I need to extend more energy and more effort. And I was already working so hard that I didn't want to do that. So I was, I was self-sabotaging. And what I realized is when I realized I was there, I shifted the beliefs to no, i That I don't like this. I don't want to believe that I'm going to shift my beliefs to I believe that I can make more money, I can double my income while working the same amount of hours, same amount of effort and same amount of energy. And when I did that after like six months of being at the same revenue in my business, I more than doubled my revenue in a month when I shifted those beliefs. And the same for anyone. A lot of people don't feel safe having more money because we have beliefs around, I'm going to be judged if I have more money. It's not safe to be rich because people will judge me. I'll lose mm-hmm. my friends or my family or, you know, I don't know how to manage money. I'm not going to be able to handle more money or, um, you know, I don't want to pay more taxes or, you know, the list literally goes on and on and on and on. And as long as we don't feel safe to have more money, we can't attract more money, no matter how many times we visualize it or meditate on it or imagine it or like whatever manifestation techniques you're using. You know, this is once again, the real work is uncovering what are those beliefs that is making where I am right now feel safer than where I want to go? And how can I shift those beliefs to make where I want to go feel safer than where I actually am? so if someone like use an
0: example so if someone say was at a place say they had a business like you do and they want to reach a certain number by the end of the month but it's just not happening every single month it's just not getting there um how can they use their mindset and manifestation to kind of change that and reach that goal
1: Yeah. So there's so many, there's so many factors because when it comes to money, there there's so many layers, you know, because most of us grow up in a world that tells us not to talk about money and we push the topic, you know, under the rug. And, you know, for me, I grew up, money was a taboo. You don't talk about it. You don't bring it up. And most of us grew up with a ton of limiting beliefs. For me, I grew up believing that money is hard to come by and I had to work really hard for it. And, you know, having more money made me a greedy, bad person. And I had all so many beliefs around money. And and at the same time, you know, not only did I have these limiting beliefs, which are manifesting as a lack of money, but I also had a really terrible relationship with money, right? We all have a relationship with money, whether or not you realize it. Money is just energy, just like your energy. I'm energy. My jacket's energy. Everything's energy. And, you know, the energy that we put out. Attracts what we manifest back, and so we have a relationship with that energy of money. And so, for most people, and for me, for most of my life, it looked like you know I was shit talking about money all the time. Like, oh, I you know I just hate paying my bills. I never have enough money. It causes so many problems in my relationships. I didn't trust money. The second I went to spend money, I was terrified and anxious, thinking the money wouldn't come back, right, and thinking that you know I'm poor every time I spend because once I once it leaves, it's gone, right? I didn't trust it, and I was desperate for it. I wanted more so bad. It was all I could think about. And so when you have this terrible relationship with money, like think about if you treated a person like that. You talk shit about them whenever they were gone. You were so desperate for them and you didn't trust them. Every time you left, you were wondering when they were going to come back, not believing they would ever come back. Like that person would run as far away as they could from you because that is so toxic. And it's the same thing with money. We have this, most of us, for me, 25 years of my life, had a very toxic relationship with money. And therefore, I was literally repelling the energy of money. So it's a mix between looking at your relationship with money and beginning to heal it. And at the same time, uncovering what are those belief systems that I might have picked up in childhood that might right now be blocking me from manifesting more of it. And so especially with money, it's, it's such a complex topic because there's so many layers to it. Um, and it's not just like, you can't just do one thing. You have to do all of the things, but when you do all of the things, you can literally attract so much money as much as you want, right? Cause there's an unlimited flow available to us at all times.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It sounds like not just with money, but overall negativity is a huge factor that repels anything you're manifesting in general, so just being, it's talking negative, saying don't, won't, can't, all of that, if you talk that way to yourself, you're going to propel negative things towards you. Is that true?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, totally, because what you focus on is what you manifest, and our imagination is our biggest manifestation tool, but most people are doing, it, you know, using their imagination against them, right? We're imagining, like, oh, what if I can't pay my bills? Like, what if I don't get the promotion? Or- you know, what if I don't make enough money We're we're always obsessing with the worst case scenarios. And then we wonder why, you know, life never works out for us, or we can never catch a break, or, you know, we never actually get the promotions or whatever it is that we're trying to achieve. And you know, the reality of it is because we're literally manifesting the things that we don't want by focusing on them. And it's easier said than done to just put your focus on the best case scenario, right? Because your brain has been trained for 20, 30 40, however many years to do the opposite. You know, so this is a, a process and it's not going to happen overnight. It takes a lot of like mind rewiring and retraining. Uh, but it's absolutely possible for every single person, you know, like our natural state as children, we don't obsess over worst case scenarios that we don't even think about them. That's a learned habit. So we can also unlearn it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because I mean, I've said it a few times on pre- previous episodes that. I've tried to retrain the way I talk to myself. So instead of saying, I can't do this or I can't do that, that I will eventually do this. I will do this. I can do this and kind of trying to talk to myself in a more positive light. And it's really helped with my mental health and my mental state, but that's so important like with manifestation too. So that's really cool that uh, we brought that up. Um, So next let's dive into career. How can you use manifestation to help like send your career on a journey to reach the best possible end goal?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you can absolutely use manifestation in career and I have a lot of people who come to me wanting to work on this. They want to either find their purpose or they just want to manifest a better job or a promotion or more success mm-hmm. in their business. So When it comes to finding your purpose, I'll touch on this because it's probably the biggest question I get around career is how do I find my purpose? How do I find the career that's just like, you know, how do I manifest the perfect career that fits my purpose and I just feel so fulfilled? And the thing about purpose is most people are looking at it the wrong way, right? We're trying to look for the perfect career that fits our purpose, but, you know, our purpose is not a career, right? Our purpose is actually a way of being. Purpose isn't something that we do. It's a way of being and you incarnated here. Knowing your purpose, your soul incarnated into this human body, already knowing your purpose, already knowing what lessons you wanted to learn here, already knowing what the most fulfilling life would look and feel like for you. And You don't need to figure out or go find your purpose. You need to just remember it. I call it remembering because you already know it. Mm -hmm. The problem is we pick up so many layers of conditioning and programming and beliefs over the years of what success looks like and what careers we need to be doing and what it means to be successful and, and how to make money and so many beliefs that literally cloud our ability to tap into our own inner knowing of what truly is our own purpose. So figuring out your purpose is less trying to figure out what the perfect career is and more a process of peeling back all of these layers that are blocking you from your own inner knowing. Because once you tap into that inner knowing, into that intuition, and you are able to be in your purpose, right? Purpose is a way of being, not doing. You will naturally attract the job, the career, the whatever it is that matches your current way of being right? Because our way of being is what attracts everything in our physical reality. So once you embody your way of being, which is your purpose, you will attract the opportunities, careers or jobs, which are a match for that. So most people are going about it backwards, right? They're trying to find the job, the career, the thing, but they aren't shifting the things that are going on in here. So that's the biggest thing around if you're trying to find what your purpose, or your career is. And my biggest piece of advice for you, if that resonates with you and that's you and you're like, I want a new career and I don't know what my purpose is, is think back to when you were a child. Because when we incarnated here into these human bodies as children, you know, as young children, most likely we don't have any conditioning or programming it or, or not that much, right? Society hasn't gotten to us. We haven't gone gone to school. If you think of children, you know, children are amazing manifestors. They're like, I'm going to be an astronaut and like they don't have a 10 step plan to get there and they don't think of all the reasons why it can't happen. They just believe it's going to happen. They act like it's going to happen. They tell everyone and they're totally in the embodiment of that astronaut like that's manifestation. So as children, before we've learned what is normal, what it means to be an adult, what success looks like, we are more likely to be in our purpose, right? And so look back at the things that you love to do as a child, the things that lit you up, uh, you know, and, and ask yourself, what were the things that I truly enjoyed when I was like five years old or six years old or seven years old, that I told myself I had to stop doing, or someone else told me I had to stop doing and um, get back in touch with those things. Cause those will link you to what it is in this physical reality that will bring you the most fulfillment uh, hands down, if you can do that. Um, so that's my biggest piece of advice around, around purpose.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And not gonna lie, it aligns perfectly with the Purpose Project name of the podcast. <laughs> love so it. So that works perfectly. I love that. No, but it's really interesting, because I feel like a lot of people talk about their purpose, and they get maybe in their like 30s or 40s, and they feel lost. Mm-hmm. And they feel like they don't connect with the life that they're living. So it's really interesting how you said to go back to like your kid self and like, I think back on my kid self and I would, it's completely opposite to what I'm doing now. So maybe I should start tapping into that. And maybe even if it's a side hustle or something like try to focus on touching that inner child in myself. Yeah. That's really
1: cool. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't, your, whatever you're doing in your life does not need to match up perfectly with whatever you loved as a child. Mm -hmm. However, that should be a part of your life, right? That should be but because your purpose is a way of being right so you should be in yeah. that that inner child state still and you know maybe that will start to filter into what you're already doing or maybe you'll be inspired to start something new that's in alignment with that you never know uh, but yeah I think it's it's so important and you know like for me when I was a child I was literally obsessed with magic I would write letters to fairies like all the time and hopefully would write (laughs) me back and I would always like make magic potions and like pick berries in the garden and I was also always teaching my sisters I would make them sit down and I would teach them and I grew up and I was like you know like we all are conditioned into like this belief around what it means to be a successful adult and I was like okay I have this list of careers to choose from I guess teaching aligns with it the most So I studied to become a teacher and I realized this is not fulfilling for me. I I don't like it, you know, and now I still am teaching, but totally in a different way. I'm teaching what I actually love. And I talk about magic all the time in my like YouTube and podcasts because I'm just like obsessed with it. right? So I'm totally doing exactly what I loved as a child now as an adult. And, um, you know, for each person that's going to look different, but that is part of how I kind of like got into like everything where I am. It's like, I just aligned my life with my little five-year-old self and it all worked out. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So if you're listening, think back and try to align
0: your life back to your five-year-old self. Try to even think back to what your Mm -hmm. five-year-old self was. Cause I feel like a lot of us push that side of us away and don't even think about that. So that's really interesting. Awesome. So I would love to dive into some Q&A that my followers and listeners left for you, Um, just some general questions about manifestation that they were wondering. So the first question that I got from a few people, actually, was how do I manifest something that is far into the future? And how can I be manifesting things during quarantine when I can't be out doing things?
1: So manifesting something far into the future is the same as manifesting anything else. Right? You Mm -hmm. like when I was manifesting everything in my life when I was at my corporate job and I was working in an office, I used to have behind my desk a photo of a luxury villa in Bali. And I also Mm -hmm. had a photo of a beach in Kauai. And six months later, I was living in a luxury villa almost exactly like the one on, on my desk in Bali. And then four months after that, I was living in the same beach town as the beach. That was on my desk, you know, the Kauai town, Um, you know, so that was far into the future. You can manifest things 20 years in the future. All you have to do is set the intention, get clear on what it is and start to feel into it. Like every time I looked at those pictures, I wasn't thinking, oh, like I wish I was there instead of here. Like this sucks, you know, that's never going to be possible for me. No, I was looking at them and I was like, wow, I am so excited to be there. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now because I'm like calling in those feelings. (laughs) I remember how it felt. I was like, I just can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be amazing. I'm so grateful. This is a part of my future, even though I did not know how it was going to be a part of my future. I was broke living paycheck to paycheck, like couldn't afford to move to Hawaii or Bali, uh, you know? And so just set that intention and start to like, feel like it's already yours. Start to call in those feelings of, you know, what would it feel like if this was in my future, you know? And what if I don't Mm -hmm. know how, what if I don't need to know how it's going to happen? What if I could just trust you know, that the universe has it under control. And what if I could just Mm. trust that I don't need to know how or when, but it just is like, it's already mine. Like, what would that feel like? Um, So that is really how you manifest something long-term is like, hold the vision, feel it, feel that gratitude, start feeling excited for it. Um, So the thing about quarantine is like, Universal laws are universal, they don't go away, right? Like gravity doesn't stop because we're in quarantine, law of attraction, manifestation doesn't stop just because we're in quarantine. The thing that does shift is our beliefs. So if your belief is telling you because I'm in quarantine, I can't manifest money, because I'm in quarantine, I can't manifest love because I'm in quarantine, I can't manifest the car or whatever it is, well, then you're not going to be able to because your belief shifted. And so, you know, going back to what I said earlier is like, my belief is my physical reality does not get to control my internal reality. So Mm -hmm. it's important to kind of make a separation between what you're seeing in your reality and what you want to be a reality. So for example, when quarantine started, my immediate response was, oh my gosh, I probably need to fire my coach and fire my team and, you know, hold back all of my payments and investments because like the economy is going to crash and my business is going to fail. Right? That was like my automatic gut response. And then I was like, wait a second, Kristen, like, no. What action is this belief coming from? This is coming from the belief that my business is going to fail because of the quarantine. Do I want to believe that? Yeah. Hell no, I don't want to believe that. So I shifted the belief to, regardless of quarantine, I will continue to manifest success in my business. And so instead of Hiring my team, I hired on more and I started making bigger investments, and my revenue doubled in quarantine because I shifted my beliefs. Right. And so it has nothing to do with the external reality, with the pandemic, with the quarantine, with the economy. All of that does not have to affect your personal reality, what you can manifest unless it affects your belief. So I would suggest taking a really good look at what you are believing because of quarantine and ask yourself, would I be okay if these beliefs manifested into my reality every single day for the next year? And if the answer is no, find new beliefs.
0: yeah absolutely that's that's great so another question in what situations does manifestation not work
1: manifestation is universal law it's always working it, like it's like gravity like you would say what situation does gravity not work and i guess if you go into like an anti-gravity thing right there's exceptions to every rule and we have a collective consciousness right we manifest from our personal mm-hmm. consciousness but we also have a collective consciousness like we're all existing also like you know we have every human on this planet has manifested this external reality of everything going on in the world together as our collective consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? Like we can't say that like I personally manifested the coronavirus or, you know, the protests, right? That is a collective manifestation of our collective consciousness and collective energy. Mm -hmm. So some things you can't say manifestation doesn't work, but some things are manifested as a result of the collective. Uh, so there is, you know, a fine line between, you know, things like that, right? Where you're saying, I'm going to manifest the coronavirus away for the entire world. And the thing about that is, you know, it's not that manifestation doesn't work, but for you to truly have the belief that you could do that on a subconscious level is almost impossible right now because of the collective consciousness, Mm -hmm. which affects you, right? So it's not saying that manifestation doesn't work, but certain things are nearly impossible for us to manifest as individuals without like the collective all being on the same level of belief, if that makes sense.
0: Okay. Yeah. So more energy needs to be put into those manifestations basically.
1: Right. It's a collective manifestation, right? Like one person didn't manifest the coronavirus, which affects the entire world. That was a result Mm -hmm. of collective fear and scarcity programming, things like that. So collectively we need to make a shift and one person, you changing your beliefs and your energy is going to help that collective, right? So that does help We need as many people as possible to be envisioning the world that we desire to call in, but you on your own, Right, that's probably m- not going to manifest the coronavirus going away. Us as a collective, we absolutely can do that. The more of us who hold this vision. Uh, so that's kind of like the fine line difference there. Very cool. That's really awesome. I never even thought about it that way. That's awesome.
0: Um, last question What are three easy steps to start integrating manifestation into your life? I always get overwhelmed and discouraged really quickly when I try to dive into manifestation.
1: Um, well, just set your intention, feel the feelings Mm -hmm. of the gratitude and let it go. That's it. And, you know, people get really caught up in like, oh, do I need to do this every single day? Do I need to like manifest every hour? Do I need to? And you don't, you don't, there's nothing you need to do. It's like whatever feels good for you. Um, you know, it's kind of like gravity. There's something you need to do to be held down by gravity. It's just working already. You know, it's like, we just need to like realign with the energy that we want. And so I would just, for me, I just do it once. I decide what I want to manifest. I call in those feelings and, and then I just let it go. And anytime it comes up and I start thinking about it, I just automatically call in gratitude and I feel grateful for it. And then I just let it go again. Um, so that is my, my favorite way to, to begin the manifestation process. Really. It's like Gratitude is so huge and I would say don't get overwhelmed with all of the other things and all of the beliefs and all of that. Just start small. Mm -hmm. If you're adding manifestation into your life, just start with that practice. And then if you feel ready for the next steps, um, then you can start diving into like the belief systems and things like that. And I highly recommend, you know, hiring a coach or a program or something for that because it can be really difficult to do on your own as obviously – A lot of it is subconscious. That
0: is a great way to sum it up. Um, Do you have any final thoughts about manifestation that you want to let my listeners know or just like a
1: summary of everything we went over? I would say something that I would like to let everyone know is, you know, even if your dreams seem really big and really scary and really far away and really irrational and unattainable and like not logical, they're a lot closer than you think they are. They are so much closer than you think they are. And it doesn't even need to seem real yet. It doesn't need to seem believable yet. But as long as you're willing to take that just next step, you're on the right track because that's how I felt, you know, 13 months ago, like where I am today, I would never have even been able to imagine it 13 months ago. There's no way if you had told me what my life would look like now, I would have scoffed at you and been like, ha, that's a joke. Like maybe in 50 years, if I'm lucky and. 13 months later, here I am like literally living a life beyond what I imagined as the life of my wildest dreams back then. So your dreams are way closer than you think they are, even if they feel impossible, they're not. Um, and I just want everyone to truly understand that because, um, you know, everything you desire, it wouldn't be on your heart if you didn't have the capacity to bring it to life. That is great. Like, Pump up message. (laughs) I'm feeling (laughs) good about it. Like, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the Purpose Project today. It was such a great conversation with you. Go ahead and let all my listeners know where they can find you.
1: Yeah, awesome. So, the best way to get in touch with me is on Instagram. I am at Pursuit of Bliss with an underscore after it. I also have a podcast and YouTube. They're all called Pursuit of Bliss. And I also offer uh, free manifestation trainings each week where I kind of dive pretty deep into manifestation and your subconscious mind and all the fun things. So I'll send you the link for that. So if anyone wants to sign up, they can. And I also have my academy. Um, I have my academy, which is a 10-week program where we dive deep into reprogramming your subconscious subconscious mind and learning to manifest money and all of the fun things. Um, So the link to that is also on my Instagram
0: awesome. And guys, I will have everything down in the show notes and on our Instagram for you to get to all of Kristen's information. Again, thank you so much for being here. It was so lovely chatting with you.
1: Thank you for having me with so much fun.
0: I hope you are amped and excited like I am about manifestation and wanting to learn more Kristen did such a wonderful job at explaining like relationships, love, career, money, um, personal lifestyle and how incorporating manifestation can completely change that so if you guys want to hear more episodes like this, let me know. Slide into our DMs at The Purpose Project Pod on Instagram. Um, I really, really appreciate all your love and support. And honestly, your feedback, good or bad, is always helpful. All right, guys, that is all for this week. I hope you all have a great day or night wherever you may be in the world. And I will chat with you guys next week. Bye.